Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. And this time we're going to discuss dedicated listening of music. Yeah. <laughs> what I said. <laughs> uh, so Jody sent me this article towards the first of the year, and I know it couldn't have been before that because it's actually dated January 2018. Uh, it's, right. it's called Too Much Music, A Failed Experiment and Dedicated Listening by James Jackson Toth, gentleman who I'd never heard of before, but after reading this and before doing the podcast in the interim, I did look him up, and uh, he goes by the uh, musical moniker Wooden Wand. And he has some weird, funky stuff. It's, I mean, I've seen adjectives thrown out like uh, cult, uh, not cultist, just, you know, like a cult following type of thing, uh, yeah. avant-garde, uh, folk, indie. So it's, it's fairly good stuff if you're into, into that type of thing. He's quite a good musician. Um, indie? Yeah, yeah, indie. indie Indiana Jones. So we named the dog Indy. Indy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give a little bit of background on this article, and it's through NPR and their, their music articles. And to sum up a uh, five, six-page article, uh, he, he's discussing how he has so much music that between his physical copies, his actual albums, vinyls, because he, uh, he's not much younger than Jody and I are. When this was written, I think he said he's 39. Some, some, this year he's going to be 39, 40-ish. So he grew up with cassettes and things like we did. So he's got cassettes, he's got albums, he's got CDs. He, then he talks about how he found out how easy MP3s were to download. And his musical library has grown so vast that he can't listen to it all if anymore. He, it's so big that if he started listening to it, he would die before he got to finish it. So there are now albums and songs and there's music in his library that he now knows he will no longer ever listen to, which he found. I can't remember if the term he used was sobering or somber. Yeah, that's, it would be a kind of a depressing thing. I know my library is not that big. It's not that extensive. I've got a, a fair collection of vinyl still. Uh, I've, mm -hmm. got, um, I've got a few cassettes, but they're now mostly keepsakes because I don't have a cassette player. Uh, a lot of CDs. I do have a, a fair number downloaded, but I could probably easily, easily get through my entire library in a year or two. Of just normal listening, not even like 24 hours a day, just in car yeah. rides and, you know, when I'm just at home and what's not. What's not. Of course, it's been several years since I've done this, but I, I know because I've, I've said this before. I'm like you. I, I still have, you know, CDs and vinyl and stuff, but I, I've digitized as much of it as I can. So I've, I've got, you know, most of my stuff on MP3s. And the last time I looked to see how long it would take me to listen to everything, just let it turn it on and let it play through it would take roughly a month or so if it was running 24 7 I, I know it would take me probably a while to get through listening to everything i have too but i i don't think that mine's so extensive that there is stuff that i will never be able to listen to again yeah no i may have things i won't listen to again because i just may not be in the mood to listen to it ever but i may not want to get rid of the cd in case i do want to but that's yeah. completely different that's completely different <laughs> yes topic. yes so then he goes on to discuss how he thought after going through all this, he would listen to one album a week and actually dedicate that time. He would listen to an album. And Jody and I discussed this uh, in the, the Kiss episode, fairly recent yeah. Kiss episode, where I do, have, I do have a few singles of just bands, um, artists that I like this song, but I don't really love the genre over much or the artist, so I didn't want to get a new album. But I do love a bands I like an album because I get to feel the album. Yeah. 
And, and so that was his goal is to take an album and listen to it. We can just really get into it, dedicate himself and listen, feel mm-hmm. it, try to get the whole feel of the whole thing, what they're talking about, what they're doing, uh, where they were at and just really dedicate that. And he talks about how hard it is. I mean, the article is called a failed experiment. It was very hard to do. It's hard. Yes. Just even, and I'm not saying this because of the modern social media, low attention span. Kids have always had low attention spans. We're stupid as teenagers. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when we grew up, we had none of that. And it still would have been very hard to just sit down and listen to an album and that album and really just get into it. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of that as I would go to bed. So I, I could focus a little bit more on it because I'd be laying there with my headphones on with the lights off. And of course, when we were younger, because we did have streaming and downloads and just one song at a time, it was the radio where you listen to the whole song or yeah. you bought a cassette or an album and you listen to the whole cassette in the car because fast forwarding and rewinding. I mean, I got some cassettes where I knew how long to hold the fast forward button to go past songs I didn't like. Oh yeah. But typically you just put in the cassette and let it play. You put in the vinyl on the turntable and just let it play you had the eight track because those were a bitch to rewind and forward to get to different songs could could you even fast forward and rewind those? <laughs> well it was a button that would jump forward and jump back a certain amount of time and to get it to the actual first part of a song you oh, have yeah. to sometimes go forward three and back two or you'd have these weird different so it's usually yeah. just to listen to the whole thing the, the ones we had there was always a button that would change the the track that's it yeah it's a track yeah. but it's not a song yeah and my brother's eight-track player was a four-track player on an eight-track for eight-track tapes. Yeah. And, of course, the timing isn't always exactly even. No. So, yeah, it, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I, it, 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 off on a tangent, but you know what I always loved about those? And it, when it would have to change tracks in the middle of a song so the song would fade out and it would click and then fade back in. <laughs> <laughs> and those of you who are too young to understand, eh, whatever. <laughs> I'd say just be happy with what you have. And yeah, seriously. <laughs> now moving on from tales from the old folks home. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, uh, about the same time Jody sent me this article, and so this is something that I get to because I don't want to put words into to James Jackson Toth's. You know, mouth. It's better if you read his article. But after I read it, about the same time, I started reading a Jimmy Page biography, uh, which I've read other Jimmy Page biographies and other Led Zeppelin biographies, which mm-hmm. helped. Uh, but as I'm reading, I, I just had started the book and Jody had just sent me this article. I'm thinking, well, wait a second. That seems like a great idea. But instead of just doing one album, I'm going to take one person and I'm going to listen to that person's music and how it's changed throughout his whole lifespan and career from start to finish. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reading the autobiography, not auto, I'm reading the biography. It starts talking about when Jimmy was young and started first playing. And I actually went back because you can find clips of him on an old British BBC show where he's doing, uh, forget the name of the song, something like Mama Don't Allow No Skiffle Anymore or something. I don't know. It's yeah. easy to find. You can... Google Jimmy Page, 11 years old, Skiffle, and it'll come up. Yes. But I started there, and I watched the two or three things I could there. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to find some bootlegs and compilation albums of Jimmy on studio albums that he wasn't, he was just a studio musician on. Mm-hmm. So it got into his studio years. So I listened to, for example, Donovan, Sunshine, Superman, yep, and whatever I could find. 
so I'd listen to the compilation albums. I'd listen to studio, anything I possibly could that it was suggested that Jimmy was on some that Jimmy isn't sure if he was on, <laughs> but people say he was <laughs> some that we're now pretty sure Jimmy wasn't on, even though it was rumored he was on. It is amazing. So I would read the chapter or two, then I would listen to the music. And of course, sometimes it doesn't really, you know, it was just, I'm listening to him at this time. But if you listen to all those, I think you can get an idea of which ones Jimmy either was on or wasn't on, or at least did not have a big part in. Yeah. So that was neat. And then, but I kept going. So I got to the Yardbirds. When he was in the Yardbirds, I, I did not start with all the Yardbirds. I started with Jimmy's Yardbirds because this was a Jimmy Page thing, not right anything else so i listened to the yardbirds with jimmy in it and then zeppelin when they started all the way through and you can actually tell as you're reading this you have an idea of when jimmy starts to go down heroin drug hole heroin (laughs) heroin rabbit hole yes and you can hear it so you're reading about well this is what's happening at this time with the band and jimmy had this issue and this happened with robert and you're listening to the album the whole album all the way through and you're like wow that is different from this you know the house of the holy is vastly different that's what's going on mm-hmm. and zeppelin four and zeppelin three and four were much different than one and two but they were recording and writing music up in the welsh countryside and it's really neat uh, and you can tell when jimmy's not doing as well because you can hear the sound of the music change you can hear john paul jones take a greater role you can hear mm-hmm. robert's vocals become something more for robert uh, which we talked about in the robert plant folklore episode yeah, starts off very hobbitish and folklorish, and then becomes more <laughs> personal. And then after Zeppelin, uh, I've listened to the Firm when it was talking about that, his time with Coverdale Page, mm-hmm. just all the all the way through, and it it was killer. I know I mentioned it in a previous episode, but I didn't listen to Zeppelin for months, <laughs> and I don't even if I read anything afterwards, it was just popcorn. It was cotton candy reading just easy because it drained the crap out of me. I mean, it took (laughs) to do this a couple of months and I am a fairly fast reader and I've got a decent commute where I get to listen to music. I will say one of the cool things I got very lucky in timing because the Lucifer rising movie Uh for anybody who's read on Jimmy, uh, he was doing a soundtrack for Lucifer rising and Kenneth Anger, right? Yeah. Uh, director and it it wasn't out for a long time but it had just been released and i did have to drop a fair dime to get it but it was worth it to round out my collection and i had it just before that section of the book so i got really lucky there yeah i was gonna ask you about that because i i picked it up too (laughs) yeah bizarre i mean if you want to listen to some if you want to have some serious sex magic going on (laughs) <laughs> I would recommend that in a heartbeat to have that droning in the background while you're all hopped up on shit doing your naked sex magic crap. Yeah. I've, I've sadly never had sex magic time. So I'm assuming that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> so so the, the drone of in the evening, it's that sort of droning thing, the droning intro to in the evening. Yeah. It's very similar to that. Yes. Yes, it is. I found it fascinating. I thought it was awesome. I, I didn't. I wasn't doing the in-depth thing thing so much, but I when I was in college, I had a thing where I would, I, I would try to make sure that I listened to everything that I had at the time, and yeah, it it, it would take a while. I, I guess kind of the idea was to listen to it, and make sure I actually still wanted to keep it. So it well, was. <laughs> I, I would go through every band in alphabetical order, every album by that band in order of release. And yeah, it could be really tedious, especially 
when, when you're listening to something, I understood why it was difficult for, for the, finish the experiment. I, you know, sometimes you listen to something and that makes you think of something else. And, and you really, you want to hear that. I, at least that's what happens with me sometimes. It just kind of eats away at you until you're like, damn it, I got to stop listening to this and I got to go listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've done, I, I have done something similar. Uh, like I said, at the, at the time I wasn't trying to spend a week with each album and, and listen to it over and over and over, but I was, I was at least trying to listen and, and just to make sure that everything I had was played through, I would listen to the album and then I would just move on to the next one as soon as that one was done. Um, instead of, you know, trying to spend an entire week with it. Now, the, um, I will say, so I, I don't want to say too much about how his thought process went. Yeah, I, I do like some of his steps. And, and I didn't know if I was going to get into this until you, a couple things you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, so he had some rules. One album a week, no exceptions. Avoid other music when possible, but don't be so unyielding about it that you're insufferable. Right. So, you know, that's <laughs> kind of what you're saying where sometimes you just had to do something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if it's just, you know, to take a break. You know, let's face it. I've, I've got, well, I was going to say, I've got almost every Kiss album. I pretty much have every Kiss album. It's 40 some Kiss albums and you've got a shit ton of Iron Maiden and Deep Purple albums and you've got the entire Judas Priest collection and you've got the entire Black Sabbath collection sometimes you need to take a break in between some of those albums. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. That's and, be listening. But the other one is have the physical album, the hard yes. copy form, because that's part of the experience. Uh, so yes. I'm going to read this kind of word for word, but then we can go into it. So it's got to involve interaction with the object as a whole. Mm -hmm. You want to read the linear notes, linear <laughs> liner. It's <laughs> <Sorry>, a <that's> math. <laughs> you, you want to read the liner notes. You want to read the lyrics, engage with the artwork, uh, you're going to look at the names of the band members. Uh, he says producer's yeah. name, although that, that is important. That maybe not as much for my end, but I get it. Yeah. Uh, but here's the, the neat part I like. Where was the album recorded? What time of year? Can you hear this in the music? Yeah. And, and so what you just saw, I'll talk about it more on my own end, but from what you just said, there would be a difference between the Alive album and when they actually played it. Well, first, I think live albums have a special energy to them anyway, if Usually. they're recorded right. Yes. But you can, you can hear differences in the live album than the studio albums, and there may be a difference in how the band was doing, what year yeah. it was, or what time of year it was, all sorts of things. Yeah. And I, I think that goes into Zeppelin's three and four because they were writing a lot of it in the Welsh countryside. Obviously, the weather was nice, but it was still yeah. very countryish. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, th that comes through in the music. I, I, I love CDs because they're, they're smaller <laughs> and you can store more of them. But that's the thing I miss about vinyl. This great artwork that you, you don't get anymore. And I, I just, I, I just kind of think, you know, the, the album art is, is in a way kind of a, a lost, lost art thing. <laughs> it's a lost art. That's why I said lost thing. I didn't want to, yeah. But, well, but you, I mean, you could sit there and do that with the cassette or with the, the, the CD if, if the lyrics and stuff were printed, you know, all that stuff was printed on the booklet and stuff. You could still sit there and read it and look it over while you're listening to the music. And, and yes, I have found that as I've gotten older, it, it's harder to do those things. It's easier to just pop in my earbuds and pull up my music on my phone and, and listen to it that way. It's all part of the context. Context. <laughs> Too bad neither of us Damn have it. beer. <laughs> no, not down the hatch. There you go. But yeah, that's I, that's all I have for for this one. I just thought it was very interesting. I liked the article. We were going to talk about it anyway, so I had some ideas. Yeah. And that that whole Jimmy Page thing I've mentioned once or twice. So I thought 
we'll just get it out there. Well, see, and that was, um, you did that. And then, and then you were doing the thing with the Hobbit, uh, and that yeah. other book. I did that too with yeah, the, you were, the, the guy who wrote about the Hobbit and I would read chapter by chapter. Yeah. And that was, uh, I, that made me do something similar with the, the Hobbit book and Peter Jackson's movies was to, to read a chapter in the book and then watch the movie up to that point. I'm not doing that with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. All right. I hope you've enjoyed this. And so until next time, I'm James. I'm Jody. Goodbye. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. It's kind of early, so I've not been drinking yet. Yeah. Um, so I've gone through a Dr. Pepper and part of a Mountain Dew, and I'm wondering if there is any way for people to differentiate <laughs> sober <laughs> drinking or really drinking podcasts. <laughs> I don't know. My, my cat's sitting here next to me on the couch. Uh, when you got up, I reached over and I like, rubbed his belly a little bit, so he was going to attack me. So he kept trying to get my hand. I, I finally got a hold of his brush. He's kind of giving me this, I want to attack you, but you're brushing me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna let you keep doing this until i decide it's time <laughs> that's probably why i'm coughing it's soda instead of beer <laughs> your, body's, your, your body's rejecting it <laughs> uh, you know you and i have, have have said some probably sacrilegic and sacri sacrilegious and blasphemous things <laughs> well you may me. have i have not i have never uttered one bad word about jebus you know, bullshit well, I just, you know, I, I didn't want you to drink first and then mow, and then, you know, you lose a foot or something. And that's that's where Jeff came up with Rock My Plimsoll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh.